0: Hello, welcome to View from the Stand, the podcast that looks at Australian football from the A League to the National Premier Leagues, the international sides, both the men's and women's competitions, the Para the Para Matildas, and also overseas. Thank you for joining me. My name is Steve Perry, and we're going to start off looking at the Para Roos, and uh, they're going to they on their way on their way to Spain to compete in the IFCPF World Cup 2022 in Europe over the coming weeks. Fourteen-player squad departed Australia. Departed Sydney on the 26th of April, which was last Tuesday. I don't know when you'll be listening to this show, but uh, that's when they left. Following a series of domestic training and selection camps over the past two months. Uh, the Com- Combank Bank uh, coaching staff has settled on Australia's squad for the upcoming World Cup, which will see the green and gold take on the USA and Iran in Group C of the 15 Nation Tournament. The squad, which includes three possible World Cup match debutants, as well as the team's iconic 42-year-old captain David Barber, impressively entering his 22nd year playing international football, guaranteed at least four matches at the tournament which driving to finish uh, within the top 10 uh, which will be their, their best for the first time having finished 12th in 2015, 10th in 2017 and 11th in 2019. The Combank uh, paruse are Australia's national men's football team for athletes with cerebral palsy, acquired brain injury, and symptoms acquired from stroke and will be led by uh, t- in Spain by assistant coach Goran uh, Stagić. Long-time head coach Kyle Lambert is unfortunately unable to travel to this tournament. However, he will continue to remain in close contact with the team from, uh, from over in Australia. The Conbeg Perus will play their first match in the World Cup against Iran on Thursday the 5th of May with an 11.30pm kickoff, that's Australian Eastern Standard Time, before taking on the USA in their second group game on Saturday the 7th of May with an 8.30pm kickoff time, of course again Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Football Australia is working to coordinate live streams of these fixtures and subsequent finals and or ranking matches that the uh, Combank Paris will play. Australia's games are set to be broadcast on the MyFootball YouTube channel, while the tournament uh, match scheduling uh, results you can access on the Football Australia website. Uh, Let's have a look see what else we've got here. The squad. Uh, The squad is Ben Atkins from Sydney He's had, played 72 matches for his country for eight goals. Uh, Dave uh, David Barber, the captain, legendary player for the squad. He's from Rockhampton up in Queensland. He's played uh, 101 caps and has scored 70 goals. Fantastic return there. Christopher Barty, goalkeeper. He's from Perth. 34 times he's represented the country. Uh, Timothy Blows from Sydney, he's had uh, one cap as has Jeremy Boyce, also one cap from Budgie in New South Wales. Connor Bunce from Albany in Western Australia, he's uh, nine caps for the country with seven goals. Or Daniel Campbell from uh, Coffs Harbour in New South Wales, he's played 15 times for three goals. Uh, Cosimo Cirillo who is the uh, other goalkeeper in the squad? I hope he, I got his uh, surname correct. He's from Melbourne in Victoria. Scored nine goals for one, uh, sorry, nine caps for one goal. Uh, Alessandro Vegetta from Perth. He's uh, seven caps for two goals. Taj Lynch from Sydney. Sixteen caps for one goal. Connor Marsh from Sydney. Twenty-eight caps for five goals. Uh, Augustine Murphy from Sydney, he's played 10 times for the country for one goal. Ben Roach from Lennox Head, 54 caps for Australia for 30 goals, another good return there. And uh, Tristan S- uh, Sangas from Melbourne, he's had two caps for the country. Now the players who could possibly be making their debuts for the country are Timothy Blows, Jeremy Boyce and Alessandro Vegetta so good luck to the para we will be keeping you up to date up to speed what's going on there when they kick off in their first match um, as i said which will be on uh, the 5th of may which as i'm recording this is next thursday all right so uh, good luck to the para roos the Paramatildas. They've also uh, got some World Cup action coming up, a couple of weeks after the Pararoos, and they'll be playing in the IFCPF Women's World Cup, and um, their first match, this is their inaugural campaign, and their first match will be against uh, Netherlands uh, on the 11th of May at the Football Salou in Spain, with the kick-off at uh, 12. Uh, 8.45 Australian Eastern Time. Uh, Following the fixture with the Dutch, the Parab Matildas will face AFC compatriots Japan on the 13th of May. Then they play host Spain on the 14th before completing their group uh, games against the United States on the 15th. The top four nations from the group phase will then face off for the medals with the top two playing for the championship well the third and fourth place teams will battle out for the bronze medal all of Australia's matches will be played at the football Salou Field 8 uh, so the preparations for the girls have been well underway and uh, yeah, that's the first uh, Australian national team for girls with cerebral palsy acquired brain injury and symptoms of a stroke head uh, coach there is Kelly Sturton and she held her first national team training camp in Canberra um, early in April um, at the Australian Institute of Sport. Uh, Sturton was pleased to finally have uh, face-to-face contact with the players in a high performance environment after the COVID-19 enforced hiatus. So uh, the women's CP football is a five-a-side sport with smaller goals, 30 minute halves and no offside. That would uh, alleviate some of the dramas that we get in the, uh, in the um, 11-a-side <laughs> game, wouldn't it? Players are classed as FT1, FT2 and FT3 depending on how their disability affects a player. With at least one FT1 player and a maximum of one FT3 player required at all times. Uh, And we will let you know about the broadcast information as it comes to hand. So Australia's schedule will be Australia versus the Netherlands Wednesday the 11th of May. Uh, As I said, uh, kicking off there, 8.45pm our time. Friday the 13th of May. The uh, girls will be taking on uh, Japan at 5:45 uh, p.m. Australian time, uh, Australian Eastern time. Uh, Australia versus Spain on Saturday, the 14th, um 8:45 Australian Eastern Standard Time. Then finally, the Sunday, the fifteenth of May, on, uh, against the United States, 8:45 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time kickoff. The final schedule will be third versus fourth will play Tuesday the 17th of May 2022 and the first versus second match will be played on Tuesday also the 17th of May with the third and fourth game kicking off at 5:45 and the first versus second at 8:45 p.m. So good luck to <coughs> excuse me good luck to the girls and and the gentlemen as well in the the particular World Cup. All right. We're going to come back and have a look and see what's been happening in the A-League. Okay, let's have a look at some news from the A-League. Perth Glory have confirmed that defender Aaron Calver has departed the club to take up an opportunity overseas. He was under contract with the club and received a fee for the 26-year-old. He made uh, 10. dollars Isuzu Ute A-League appearances for glory during the current campaign after arriving last season from uh, Western United. Uh, so good luck to Aaron Calver, former Sydney FC man and Western United defender heading off overseas. Some more news from Perth Glory and their all-time league record goalscorer, an appearance old Andy Keo has announced that he intends to retire at the end of the current season the 35 year old former uh, ireland international arrived at the club in 2014 and went on to play 155 a league games in purple score a remarkable 59 go- uh, goals his uh, prolific season came in his most prolific season rather came in 2018-19 when he found the net on 15 occasions as Glory clinched club's first ever A-League Premiership. The Dublin-born forward, who signed his first professional contract with Leeds United and subsequently played for Wolverhampton Wanderers in the English Premier League, admitted that the decision to bring his 19-year playing career to an end was not an easy one. Uh, So that's uh, some big news there from uh, Perth Glory, Andy Keogh. Fantastic player, what a servant he's been for the glory as well. And some other news from the A-League. Ante Milicic has announced that he will depart the club at the end of the, this season. After two seasons, the foundation head coach departs and will return to Croatia at the conclusion of this season for family reasons. So good luck to, uh, to Ante in whatever he, he does in the future. There's a little bit of A-League news there for you. I do have some other news here uh, which has just come through. It's the Australia Cup playoff matches. And um, the playoffs involving the clubs from the A-League are set to be contested next month uh, with dates from Thursday the 12th of May to Sunday the 15th of May cancelled in for the games. The Australia Cup 2022 final round playoffs will feature the four clubs that finish 9th to 12th in the A-League men's uh, regular season with the clubs that finish 9th and 10th earning hosting rights for the encounters. The winners of the two tyres will each seal a spot in the Australia Cup 2022 final rounds alongside the top eight from the A-League men's from the current campaign, as well as 22 clubs from a variety of level and locations from right across Australia's football ecosystem. After the final rankings in this season's A-League men's competitions are locked in, Football Australia will work with the Australian Professional Leagues and the participating clubs to ensure that the playoff matches do not clash with any forthcoming A-League men's final series fixtures. Uh, playing the playoff matches immediately after the completion of the A-League men's regular season will enable participating clubs to field their strongest possible rosters as they seek to book their slot in the Australia Cup uh, for the final rounds, which are planned plan to commence in mid-July. Additionally, the playoff matches will add further intrigue and excitement to May's domestic football calendar, which will feature A-League men's finals, And grand final, the A League All Stars clash with FC Barcelona in Sydney, as well as the announcement of the Socceroo squad for June's crunch FIFA World Cup uh, qualifiers in Doha. Football Australia will release more information and news regarding the Australia Cup in the coming weeks, and uh, the draws and all that sort of stuff. So we will keep you informed with what's happening there. Thank you to Football Australia for that one. That just came through today. And another little bit of news, Casey uh, Rybelt will become the first female referee to officiate an I, uh, A-League men's fixture and only the second female referee to officiate in the men's A-League well, uh, when she oversees the Perth Glory versus Western Sydney Wanderers match coming up this Saturday evening, which will be... So twenty seventh today, as I'm recording this, so it'll be Thursday, Friday, say about the thirtieth of April. If you're listening to this, it's uh, another particular time. The Queenslander will be joined by Korea Republic Recre- by career Republic's Australian-based assistant referee uh, Maya Suk Park who uh, will also receive her first Isuzu A-League men's match appointment of the season, and she runs the line for the Brisbane Roar versus Central Coast Mariners Clash on the 3rd of May. Football Australia's head of referees, Nathan McGill, expressed his congratulations to Rebout and Park and on another significant accomplishment in their careers. So good luck to those young ladies, trendsetters indeed. All right, that's a little bit of news on the A-League. Let's have a look and see what's been going on results-wise over the last week or so. And I can tell you that, uh, well, I haven't done the show for a few weeks, so uh, we'll just catch up what's happened over the last week because I don't want to go back too far. And uh, where are we? Let's have a look here. From last Friday, the 22nd of April, MacArthur. Uh, balls are at home to Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory uh, won, out, won that one fairly comfortably in the end by four goals to one. Ben Fulami scored in the 28th minute. Jake Brimmer in the 53rd minute with a penalty. Uh, Craig Noon then got one back for the Balls in the 56th minute from the penalty spot before a couple of late goals. Uh, Robert Miranda in the 81st minute and Josh Broanti in the 94th minute. Wrapped up the points there for the, uh, for the victory. You were doing very well this season as well with Tony Popovich in charge. Now, what was on the subject of Tony Popovich? Um, the Australian coaching positions come up fairly recently with uh, Australia's pretty poor performances in the World Cup, which now sees them face the United Arab Emirates in the uh, playoff in Qatar in June and then if they get through that then of course they'll be playing Peru in the Intercontinental playoff to get to the World Cup in Qatar in November this year. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about the coaching situation, will Graham Arnold survive after the World Cup? I'm not so sure, I don't know, I think maybe it's time for a change and I think Tony Popovich would make a damn fine Soccero coach. He's proved it on club level. He's had a little tickle overseas, but uh, hasn't really worked out for him. But uh, he knows the the local game inside out. He's got uh, great coaching technique and uh, methods. And I'm sure he um, would be uh, make a fine national team coach. Well, anyway, what do you think? Do you think uh, Tony Popovich is the man for the job? Send me an email let me know view from the stand at G- uh, view from the stand 21 that's view from the stand 21 at gmail.com send me a drop me a line let me know is Tony Popovich the man for the soccerroo squad or should they look overseas or is there another name in Australian football that you think should get the, uh, the job or on the other alternative should Graham Arnold stay on these questions will be answered in the next few months I guess alright back to the A-League Newcastle Jets they played Central Coast Mariners in the M1 Derby what a great match it was too there wasn't a huge crowd there the weather was pretty bad as it's been here in New South Wales and Queensland for the last probably two months which has affected uh, the A-League attendance unfortunately along with all the postponements and all the rest of the covid stuff that's been going on but uh it was a great atmosphere that the central coast mariners and the newcastle jets supporters um provided provided us last uh, saturday evening which was the 23rd of april but um central coast mariners came out on top four goals to two Morsch, the brazilian scored in the 19th minute and then jason cummins got a couple of uh, goals close to gavi scored in the 30th minute then a penalty in the 34th minute before Lucas uh, Maragas scored in the 46th minute for the Newcastle Jets uh, then there was a main goal by Jacob Farrell in the 50th minute to uh, give us a 3-2 scoreline then a very late goal by Arang Cool in the 91st minute wrapped up the points for the Central Coast Mariners don't know if you can hear but uh, Yep, it's still raining. Here. <laughs> well, it is here in the Blue Mountains in Sydney anyway. So that ended up being Central Coast Mariners 4, Newcastle Jets 2. Other matches on the weekend. Uh, Adelaide United defeated Perth Glory by two goals to nil with Bernardo Oliveri scoring in the 24th minute and Nestor rang Kuda in the 94th minute. So that was a good win there for Adelaide United we're not doing too badly at the moment just outside the top three Wellington Phoenix they played their second match back home in uh, in Auckland this time at Eden Park and they defeated the Western Sydney Wanderers by one goal to nil with Ben Wayne scoring in the 22nd minute in front of another fantastic crowd a uh, little bit of rain around in uh, Auckland as well. So they've had two great crowds to welcome them home over there in New Zealand. Well done to them. Now they might sneak their way into the finals as well. Uh, Brisbane Roar on uh, Monday the 25th had a one all draw with Melbourne Victory with uh, Alex Parsons scoring in the 54th minute and Brendan Hamill. Uh, get an equaliser in the 68th minute. A good game there as well by Brisbane Raw and probably could have snuck it. Could have just uh, got it at the end of the match. Coming up this weekend on Friday the 29th of April Melbourne victory versus the Wellington Phoenix. That matches at the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. Um, lost my place. Here we go. Saturday the 30th, Perth Glory. They're at home to Western Sydney Wanderers, that matches at NIB Stadium down over there in Perth. So get out all your Wanderers you Glory fans. Uh, your team needs you at the moment, don't they? They're not performing very well at all. On Saturday the 30th, um, that's a 7:45 kickoff as well. By the way, the Perth Glory Wanderers match. If you're a Wanderers fan, you're not going to get over there, but you want to watch it. Uh, that's the time. On uh, Saturday at four minutes past five, uh, 30th of April, Central Coast Mariners <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, play Western United at the Central Coast Stadium. Adelaide United, they play Brisbane Raw on the 30th of April at 7:45 while MacArthur uh, ball. Uh, yeah balls. they play Newcastle Jets on Sunday the 1st of May at 5 minutes past 4. Then on Tuesday the 3rd of May we have Brisbane Roar versus Central Coast Mariners. They'll be playing in, up there at the the Arthur Daly. and Newcastle Jets versus Western United on Wednesday at the Newcastle Sport uh, Sport Centre 4th of May at 705. We'll Berth, Perth Glory play Melbourne City Wednesday the 4th of May at five past nine. Then on Thursday, the fifth of May, Western Sydney Wanderers versus Wellington Phoenix at the Paramount at the Combank Stadium. With a five minute past seven kickoff. Looking at the table. Melbourne City, 46 points. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, got the coughs today. Okay, I've lubricated my throat, so hopefully that's the the end of the coughing for you. I know you don't want to hear that. Anyway, let's get back to the table. Melbourne City, uh, 46 points, uh, leading the pack at the moment after playing 24 games. Western United second on 44 points. They uh, A game behind, by the way. Played 23. A Melbourne victory. Bring up the top three. They've played 24 games for 42 points. Adelaide United are 4th on 37, Wellington Phoenix 5th with 36 points, they've played a game less, Central Coast Mariners, they're in six on 33 points, they've uh, played 23 as well. well, the others have played 24 so they've got a game up their sleeve, MacArthur have played 24 games, they're 32 points. Uh, Sydney FC, they're in 8th position on 31, looking very unlikely that they're going to make the finals this season. A uh, big disappointment there for Sydney FC fans. Newcastle Jets are ninth on 25 points with a game in hand. Uh, so Sydney won't finish any lower than... Uh Oh, they, they, no, they probably finish. Should finish round about eighth. Newcastle probably will finish ninth or tenth, somewhere around there. Western Sydney Wanderers are currently tenth on twenty-five after twenty-three games. Brisbane Roar are eleventh on twenty-three points. They've so far played twenty-three games, and Perth Glory bottom of the table with fourteen points, and they will get the wooden spoon this season on twenty-four points. Um, fourteen points, rather, so they are nine points behind Brisbane Raw. and have played all their matches now. Just gonna have a drink of water. Now you're all excited to hear that. So that's pretty much all the info I have on the uh, on the A League for you. Uh, let's have a look. We'll be back and have a look at see what's happening in the New South Wales. Premier League. So, before we get into the uh, New South Wales Premier League action from the weekend, football, in New South Wales, and Heartbeat of Football have announced an all-important partnership centred on player welfare and safety, with a focus on heart health. The alliance will raise awareness about heart, heart health issues, encourage people to make positive health choices and work to ensure a safe sporting environment for New South Wales football participants of any age Uh, football New South Wales CEO Stuart Hodge acknowledged the importance of the wider heart health issue and the vital role that HOF the health heartbeat of football has played Um, hundreds of thousands of uh, Participants take the field on a weekly basis, so it's absolutely paramount that uh, the community understands the issues and can take preventive actions to prevent themselves, uh, protect themselves, rather, and their families," said Hodge. So, uh, HOF founder Andy Paschalides uh, is um, is. uh, part of that he's the the founder as I said who's appreciative of football New South Wales support ensuring a safe and enjoyable experience that allows footballers to participate safely in a game as far as long as and as long as for safely in the, in the game for as long as possible both uh, football New South Wales and the uh, Heartbeat of football will also be co-funding the heart health testing at this Saturday uh, Sundays Festival football between Sydney Olympic and RPL Leichhardt taking place at Belmore Sports Ground. Gates will open at 9:30. They will see two the two iconic, iconic National Premier League clubs go head to head. We've done the 20s, senior men's and the women's, and a special Legends match. So that should be a great day, no, for a great cause as well. So get out there and support that one. All right, let's have a look at some action from last weekend's. Uh, New South Wales National Premier League as um, we review round eight. Uh, Wollongong Wolves secured a 3-0 victory over Mount Druitt Town Rangers at Wind Stadium last Friday evening. Uh, two goals to Lachlan Scott and one to Nicholas Durate took the hosts to three as they held out Mount Druitt have been known for their high-scoring matches. Scott would soon score the first of the match in the 29th minute as Senna Stevenson played the ball across to Scott centrally outside the box. He speared his strike into the bottom left corner. Home side found the second goal from a corner in the 73rd minute. Durate was free, uh, found free in the middle and headed home. Only three minutes after this, Wollongong added their third, with Jurate causing problems again, this time diving to the left of the box before sliding the ball across to Scott, who passed it into the net. The Sutherland Sharks um, hosted a rampant rockdale Illinden in a fiery local derby, eventually settled uh, 3-0 by the visitors at Seymour Shore Park in round eight two wonderful 30-yard curling shots from Jason Casella and a late Alex uh, Viaccio. I hope I've pronounced that right. Goal gave the visitors the advantage as they ran away with a win on the road. Casella opened the scoring for the visitors in the 31st minute when a deftly curling magnificent shot beyond Anthony Buzanis end of the goal of the season, after being given enough time and space to pick his spot. He added the second in similar, if not better, style late in the half before Alex uh, Maschivio Vaccio had the simple task of wrapping it up before the end. It was the first of the two-legged leader cup, contested between the two sides each season, adding spice to a much-anticipated And fiercely competitive match. Now the Leader Cup is a competition from sponsored by the Leader which is the local community St George and Sutherland uh, newspaper and it used to be played between Sutherland and St George back in the old days but uh, these days it's uh, Rockdale uh, uh, the, the the major side I guess the prevalent side in the St George area so now it's played between Sutherland and St George, uh, sorry, Sutherland and Rockdale. Uh, this was a good one, Marconi versus Sydney United, a couple of old traditional Australian clubs. They clashed at Marconi Stadium, a couple of old NSL rivals and uh, their grounds are not far from each other either. And uh, the Stallions took all three points with a uh, 4-2 victory over United at the Marconi Stadium. Last Saturday evening, there was plenty of action and excitement at the Palace as a late comeback from the visitors had uh, home fans on the edge of their seats. But the hosts held on se- to secure the victory. Charles Locolundoy, Dominic Costanzo, Thomas James and Samuel Gulisano all added points to the scoreboard in the home side's uh, second win of the season. The first since their opening victory over Southern Sharks in Round 1, which was 3-2. Two consolation goals to Carl Cementi uh, got the visitors on the scoreboard late in the game, but that wasn't enough to change the result of the match. The win and successful attacking display will give Marconi important momentum as they head into their makeup clash with Mount Druitt Town Rangers, which was uh, on Tuesday night. Um, I'm going to score from that, I'll try and look it up. While the performance will give Marconi positive momentum, the result will leave United scratching their heads as they continue a l- luster run in the National Premier League competition. Northbridge Bulls have pulled off a stellar last second comeback to secure a well-earned 3-3 draw against the National Premier League high-flying Apia Leichhardt. The Bulls found themselves an incredible position in the first half after the deadly duo of Jed Drew and Diego Bonilla combined for a two-goal lead in the first at the half-hour mark. However, Appiah proved their quality and c- came back with goals from uh, Sean Simons. Matthew Carl levelling the proceedings, heading into the break. Simons popped up for a, a second in the 20th minute, sorry with 20 minutes remaining, which looked like it would be the winner. Mile Stojowski's young charges uh, didn't give up and force the issue until the final seconds of the game, where they uh, were rewarded a late Mason Wells equaliser. Sydney FC continued its rich run of form in the National Premier League uh, as the Young Chargers took care of business defeating Olympic three goals to one at the Illindon Sports Centre in a sparkling display of counter-attacking football. A stunning Jaden Krushawski brace and an assist from uh, Zach Sapsford Put a resolute Sydney Olympic to bed, cancelling out substitute Marley Peterson's opener in the second half. First half, substitute Peterson was on hand to fire in a scorching shot from the edge of the area to open the scoring in the 54th minute. Before Sapsford set up Krasarski in the 59th minute, minute to restore parity, Krasarski levelled uh, the score with another trademark run to set up Sapsford for Sydney FC's third. Uh, which proved uh, invaluable in wrapping up the game while drifting through what was being a tough Olympic defence with five minutes remaining. And finally on the weekend, Jordan Smiley stole the headlines once again with a brace that ultimately decided Blacktown City's uh, professional three-one victory over Manly United at the Blacktown City Sports Centre last Sunday evening. Smiley was joined by Hiroki Ayuyama and Manly skipper Jimmy Oates on the score sheet as uh, the match of the round fell the way of Mark Crittenden's men. Jackson Bandiera whipped in a dangerous delivery that was de- wasn't dealt with by the manly defence allowing Smiley to pounce and prod home from close range. Less than 20 minutes later it was two as Aomi swiv- swiveled in the area and rolled the ball past Jack Greenwood into the manly net. Once again it was the, uh, the delivery from the left that sealed the deal. With Aomi Ayama's Aoyama's <laughs> set piece, I hope I've pronounced his name right as well. Set piece falling to the former Central Coast Mariner, who made no mistake in slotting home his eighth goal of the campaign. From that point on, Manly United slowly but surely worked their way into the contest, and after 63 minutes, clawed one back. Uh, Kambayasha's corner sailed through towards the back of the net, resulting in an attempt to palm it away but alex robinson offering manly skipper oats the simplest of finishes it was to be a little too little too late for the northern beaches who were no match for their current red hot black city outfit so uh... good win there for them okay let's have a look at the table and uh... Sydney FC's uh, youth team are on top of the table after eight matches with 17 points. One point ahead of Ampia Lykamp after that 3-3 draw with the North, uh, Northbridge Bulls. Blacktown City third on 16 points. Rockdale City fourth on 15. Uh, Sydney Olympic uh, fifth with 13 points. Marconi Stallions sixth with 12. Man United seventh with uh, 11 points. Sydney United eighth on 10. Wollongong Wolves ninth on seven in an unfamiliar position for them. Savle 10th with six points. Mount Druitt Town Rangers 11th with five and Northbridge Bulls bottom of the table on four points. Coming up this weekend in the uh, Premier League. Let's have a look, what do we got here? Okay, we've got... Uh, Get back to that in a tick as I try to figure out uh, what these matches are. That's 19, that's 2021. 20, okay, 22 we need. Uh, uh, okay, I will get back to you with the matches from the SFOS <laughs> Premier League. As it seems have gone a little bit awry there, and, uh, and, uh, and then we will go from there, I'll be back in a minute when I've sorted this little dilemma out, but um, interesting competition in the New South Wales Premier League, looking at MPL 2 the table, I don't know if the information is any clearer here. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, let's have a look at the table for there. Northern Tigers are on top of the table there on 19 points. St George City, second on 14. Mount Druitt Town Rangers third on 13. Central Coast, fourth on 11. Western Sydney Wanderers, tenth, uh, 10 points. They're fifth. Bonnie Rig White Eagles, sixth on nine points. Northern New South Wales Spirit, seventh with eight. Harkawa, Sydney City on eight points. They're eighth. Blacktown Spartans, are ninth with uh, eight points, Southern District Raiders, a seventh on in tenth uh, seven points and tenth St George Football Club, eleventh on five points, and Hills Brumbies, they're twelfth with four points. Okay, I think I've sorted myself out here with the fixtures for this week. In fact, on Wednesday the twenty seventh, which is uh I'm recording this, Wollongong Wolves they play Sydney. Olympic, uh, five thirty PM kickoff there at Wind Stadium. Uh, the, oh, the, sorry, that's for the under twenties, and then for the first grade is uh, seven thirty PM down there at Wind Stadium. On Saturday, the thirtieth uh, of April, Mount Druitt Town Rangers they're at home to Manly United. That's at Pop and data Park, kicking off at seven PM. And uh, Marconi Stallions, they're at Marconi Stadium. They play Wollongong Wolves with a 7pm kickoff. also. On Sunday, as already mentioned, um, Sydney Olympic versus uh, S- apiaika With The first grade kicking off there at 5.15. Also, uh, on Sunday, we have Rockdale-Illendon versus Northbridge Bulls. That's at the Rockdale-Illendon. Sports Centre that kicks off at 4 p.m uh, Blacktown City they're at home to Sutherland Sharks on Sunday May 1 at 3 p.m and Sydney United host Sydney FC at the Sydney United Sports Centre at, uh, at 3 p.m so it's all the matches coming up this weekend in the New South Wales uh, National Premier League so get along to one of those matches If you can't then you can always catch the action on uh, MPL TV and uh, they have all the matches across that so you can catch up with all of those. Uh, What else have I got for you this week? I do have some news on the proposed second division which I've been uh, had up my sleeve here for a couple of weeks. Let me have a look and see if I can find that information because there's uh, (coughs) 30 clubs. Putting their hand up as prospective um, participants in the in the um, A League second division, if that's what it's going to be called. It's just going to be called the National Second Division at the moment. Uh, I don't think they've actually got a name for it. I think the championship has been bandied about. But um, we will have to wait and see. But the full thirty teams, uh, list of teams, have put their hands up for inclusion: are Adelaide City, RPA Leichhardt, Avondale, Avenda- Bayswater City, Bentley Greens, Bulling Lions, Campbelltown City, Caroline Springs, George Cross, uh, Edgewood Eagles, Edgeworth Eagles, rather, Gold Coast United. Gundagai uh, United, Heidelberg United, Hume City, Marconi Stallions, Melbourne Knights, Northeast Metro Stars, Olympic FC, Peninsula Power, Perth F- uh, Soccer Club, Preston Lions, Rockdale Illenden, South Hobart, South Melbourne, Sydney Olympic, Sydney United, West Adelaide, West Torrens, Western Pride, Wollongong Wolves, and the Wynnum Wolves. So the AAFC member clubs—that's uh, that's, uh, who are running this thing—have released that list of names. Uh, so the group at the moment are calling themselves the Championship since its formation. And the thirty of clubs feature six from the ACT, six from New South Wales. Oh, sorry, one from the ACT, six from New South Wales, one from Northern New South Wales, five from Queensland, five from South Australia, one from Tasmania, and two from Western Australia. Nine from Victoria. And the Northern Territory doesn't have a uh, a um, club in that list. So some interesting names in there, some old NSL names, some new names. It would be interesting to see what happens down the track. All righty, I think that's about it for me this week. Sorry for the little bit of uh, the uh, the coughing a couple of stages there. I've been uh, having to drink a little bit of water. Clear my throat. I don't have COVID, I won't catch anything. All right, that's it for me for this week. Thank you for joining me until next time. Hopefully, Mike will be back next week or well, next uh, edition of the show. This is our 15th episode. So, thank you for listening in wherever you're listening around Australia and around the world. Tell your friends, enjoy your football during the week. And um, don't forget to uh, you can drop me a line if you like, at viewfromthestand21 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, View From The Stand on the Twitter. don't have a Facebook page yet. Can keep, uh, the marketing department keep promising me that it's going to set one up, but uh, we never get around to it. Very busy people indeed, is the marketing section of the View From The Stand team. All right, thank you very much for listening in. Enjoy your football. Until next time, this is Steve Perry signing off.